best boys of film podcast. An amateur film study podcast for the average Joe, the buffest buffs, and the cringiest bingers. I am your host, JP, and I'm joined by my brother, professional Hollywood maniac with me. It's a story. Today we're here to talk about Oh man, man. oh man. You, uh, it's like you comically cut out right at your name. So you just oh, said, no. with the story. I feel <laughs> like... I feel What's like we up, can guys? we can leave it in we can leave it in but you gotta you know give him your full name once yeah Corey with the story but the changing it to just the story would sound kind of kind of badass on here yeah that's oh, like right. your now alias we're, we're cutting to our correspondent the story yeah it's a, not, a, it's a, like a your brief battle rap. that's like your battle plot rap name. <laughs> yeah oh that would be cool your your underground like rapper name is uh, the story the story oh I love that. I love that so much. I gotta um, do that. I well, you know, uh, there's an underground rapper named the Saurus, and I always thought it was the most clever name. Oh when yeah, I was a kid, and because uh, you know, thesaurus. Mm-hmm. Um, they back when I used to watch a lot of real deal battle raps online and stuff. That guy pops up every once in a while. There, it's su- super cool. Uh, it's crazy what all those guys can do, just like off the top of their head. I think you're right. They write stuff. <laughs> they write it ahead oh. of time and memorize it. Oh, uh, that's yeah. not as fun. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is, uh, I mean, no, but uh, that's cool, though. That's what, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. But, uh, all right, let's get into it today. Uh, speaking of uh, battles, um, uh, that's no, that a terrible segue. Uh, we're going to talk about Alex Garland today. Um, and that's somebody that I've been, uh, you know, pr- pretty a casual fan of for for a while. Um I haven't seen all of his stuff, and but I have been interested in his stuff. I've seen a good few of his films. Um, and uh, what about you, Corey? I uh, looking at his filmography. Um, I I was aware that he uh, was like the ghost director of Dread, and then Ex Machina, and like everything after Ex Machina, I had heard of, but I had only really seen. Uh, and was aware at the time of like dread and ex machina. Um, but looking back, I didn't realize that he was one of the writers on 28 days later. And that's pretty wild. Uh, cause that's such a good movie. And you can like looking back after watching these, at least, uh, uh, these last two for the podcast to for sure. Uh, see like his kind of like horror style of how he does his stuff. Um, but other than that, I am, uh, there was a lot, looking through the video that a lot of uh, surprising things about him being a writer and, and working on, uh, some video game stuff. Uh yeah, I was familiar with him um because of his work with Danny Boyle. I'm a big Danny Boyle fan and uh 28 days later and sun writing sunshine um and uh, I did I know that he wrote the novel that the the movie The Beach was based off of um and you can kind of see his progression through Hollywood from like writing the book and then writing movies and then you know we've uh, so we should mention that we've done Dread, which is a movie that he is rumored to have directed, or at least partially directed, um, in the stead of the actual director, um, who just kind of like fucked off. Um, you know, there were, we t- I think we talk about it in that episode a bit. Um, if you want to go back, you can. Um, and then I've actually I saw Ex Machina uh, when I was doing my big A twenty four binge, um, where I've seen like. You know, ninety percent of the A twenty four movies, I guess, at this point, 
Um, and now I've seen another one because men, I believe, is age 24. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so, yeah, and it's like considered one of the best. And it's in the earlier kind of phase. It's one of the earlier um, uh, uh, big and hits, you know, like because uh, they were, I think, Spring Breakers was probably the, the, the earliest age 24 movie that kind of went on people's radars. But um, and then but like this is definitely a milestone, I would say. And then like you get more consistent, bit, you know, hits after that. Once you get towards like 2018 and whatnot. Um, but uh, but yeah, and I've seen Annihilation, and Annihilation is pretty good. Um, um, you know, we we may do it someday, so I won't go in too deep. But uh, but it's solid. I'm a big Natalie Portman fan, so uh, when she's in an interesting premise of a movie i checked it out um it's interesting to note that all of the three films of his that he's directed and wrote um are very female centric um i would say i mean i i guess x what we're going to talk about x machina but uh um i guess it has a lot of the the main characters are male but uh, i feel like at its core there's a big uh like something being said about like you know female you know, things, uh, uh, what, what, however you want to say that. Um, so I guess that that is a good segue to, to really dive in. Do you, is there anything that you want to say about Alex Garland before we talk about X, X Machina, which I think makes the most sense to start with, or I guess did you, unless uh, you want to do men since it's the newest, um, it's, it's not brand new, but yeah. It's new. Yeah. I, I think for this one, maybe we go chronological to see like the, uh, where what's considered his you know biggest is his first and then see where he's at most recently so uh men men came out in may so it's not it's not that old or not that new i mean or whatever either Um, or yeah um i don't know i yeah i say i don't know i feel like this for this one we should let's start with ex machina all right that's Uh, fine i'm fine with that so i'm because i i could talk about ex machina all day this is the easy the easy one i would say um, the warm up, the warm up, maybe because you know, get my get my gums, get my gums, and uh, you know, ready to go. Yeah. Um, but so what? Let's start with you because I've seen this. Oh, I guess what? We we've both seen this movie a few times, right? Yeah, this was my I think third time seeing it. I think it's also my third time seeing it. Man, yeah, it's also my third time. Um, so, and uh, how I uh, how have you felt? Um. Obviously, I think we both like, like to love the movie, right? I think I, I love this movie. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic, it's fantastic. Um, I would. The only thing I would say is like is the first time definitely had the most impact of uh of like oh shit factor, and then the second and third time no, you know you know what what the movie isn't gonna be, uh, but it still holds up very well. It's still engaging, and uh, you just pay attention for me at least paying attention to different parts of the movie. Uh, yeah, I think um, you you you're able to examine it deeper and like those subtleties that mm-hmm. you can pick up on in the second and third viewing. Because I was gonna say that I've actually think I like the movie more. Um, uh, with each watch, I think I, I think it's even better. Like I think the first time I thought it was like a really great, uh, sci-fi, like small, small, low-budget sci-fi movie, but it felt big, big in concepts, and it just executed perfectly. The narrative was like really, really done well, and, and like the surprise twists 
um, that happened, I think, hit you really well. And then, like, on the future viewings, you know the ending. You know the twists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you were just thinking about the deeper stuff. Uh, you're thinking about um, the layers going on um, with, you know, the, the themes about what it is to, you know, have life and uh, intelligence and um, and then also, like, the relationship between the creator and uh and like the and in the you know the created um and what kind of autonomous rights uh this person deserves and 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 whatnot there's a lot of uh moral questions and then and like you know what the idea of what is life and, and you gotta kind of get those themes in movies like like blade runner i think is a probably the most obvious example um but there's something about it that is much more intimate and then obviously there's the uh there's a female th- there's a theme about female uh like women um and like uh uh you know his, his Kyoko um the the servant and and uh Ava and whatnot um and i think it's just it's more it's more than just androids and what what is life and and whatnot um i don't know what do you what do you think about that uh yeah the just going off of the last thing you said the the definitely with this movie and with men uh the through line of just kind of like the uh um like a male control i guess you could say it is or it's like uh you have like in one sense at least for this you have one sense you have a movie about um you know creating artificial life and the or the whole turing test side of it and uh and engaging in donald gleason's character um you know slowly being convinced that this is a real thing that deserves freedom and all that and uh, uh and then on the other side you have this movie where you have a guy who is only creating women ai things and depending on how they react to whatever things he has them uh programmed to be very you know subservient obedient in kyoko's thing or you have just the uh uh you know the the woman who just wants to be free and you know her the man or or in this case i guess he refers himself as a father figure uh you know containing that in and you have that with um in later on in men with the the whole like you know if you divorce me i'll kill myself thing um so I think that's super interesting how he, how we can have this like main broader sci-fi thing that is like that's what you can get and on initial viewing um but if you go deeper and really pay attention to the more nuanced stuff of it it's all it's also just this kind of like patriarchal story if that makes sense Uh yeah well but also the god stuff cuz they brought they have the conversation and he's like Yeah yeah um they they have that conversation he's talking about oh you said I was a god, right? And he's like, no, that's not really what I said. But, yeah. um, but in like the the hubris of of Oscar Isaac, he's like a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he kind of creates something that out, can outsmart him. Um, or he has flaws, you know, being human or whatever. The I, th- I I will say that the the twist at the end this time, the first time I watched it, it was uh, uh, you just have the main hit of just like the Ava turning on everybody um but realizing again how bad that like because it was all curated by nathan and then donald gleason just just fucked it all up and didn't realize he fucked it up because he was you know kept all of the actual macro information uh and it's uh man is that hit way harder and way better like when you know the other aspect of it uh in my opinion but uh what's the other aspect of it so like 
when in the conversation at the end when nathan is telling um i can't remember what is donald gleason's character's name is uh, caleb when nathan's telling caleb uh that like yeah i've been watching all your secret conversations i intentionally have you be able to see her with no audio so you don't know what we're talking about or doing and all the stuff this was all to see if i could if she would can try to use you to escape and if you would fall for it uh like that's the test and when he realizes it and then he's like oh i already did all those things about like changing the lockdown procedure and shit before he knew all that like that just like donald gleason fucked up so bad uh, and which leads to his demise, obviously, because she chooses to not let him go either. Um, and it's like a it's like a double whammy kind of twist thing that is just so well done. And and upon like multiple viewings, you can appreciate it so much more. Um, yeah, the uh, just like he got suckered, he got suckered. Yeah. Um, uh, into thinking that she actually loved him, and you know she was just doing anything that she could to escape. And yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, it's interesting that Nate, it was like all of a test for Nathan. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't. He got- you know, he could, but he was. It was like kind of a triangle of everybody trying to fuck over every the other one. Yeah. It was like yeah, rock it was like a paper double, double yeah, whammy. Yeah. Well, it's like rock paper scissors. You know, like. Mm. Uh, um, Ava fucks over uh uh Caleb. Caleb fucks over Nathan. Nathan mm. fucks over you know tries to fuck over everybody. I don't know. It's uh, it's like this weird triangle of ch- betrayal. Um, and like th- thinking that you've outsmarted the other one. Um, uh, but ultimately, you know, um, everyone's outsmarting each other, and it all ends bad. Yeah, it's like a house of cards. Yeah, it's like holding yeah. everything up, and then it all falls down, and and Ava's free. And the the other two fail. Like they're all trying to play this game, and they think mm-hmm. they have it figured out. Like, oh, I'm the smart one. Uh, you know, like Don, yeah. like Caleb thinks that he's you know smart and he's gonna you know outsmart everything and free his dream, his dream robot girl of his dreams, and uh, mm-hmm. um, and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. He gets stuck. But- he's then you know, he dies. He's gonna ultimately he's gonna die, and uh, well, he could get freed, but it's very doubtful because all communications are cut off, and yeah. uh, it's only one helicopter in and out. And yeah, and no, yeah, they're like not supposed to. Like I'm sure someone will eventually check on Nathan. The you know, the, like for like once he misses like shareholder meetings or whatever, mm. but uh, it'll not you know, any water. Be, that could be weeks. Yeah, that could be weeks. Um, it's so smart. It was so smart. Like, uh, really getting to appreciate it the second time through. It's really well written, honestly. Like, and it, it it's it it's feels like small. Like you're kind of confined. It's very kind of claustrophobic. Uh, and this even they even point out that Caleb's room feels like it's like a prison. It's like underground. There's no windows. Um, it it feels like they're in this like cut off compound, and it's purposefully because they don't want Ava to get out, and uh, and like there's all these like f- you know fail safes in place that the power gets cut, all the doors lock, and that's like the plot mechanism to kind of like uh you know it could kill everyone or it could uh or you know that like they they'll have to deal with it to get out. Um, and then you find out that Ava's always what's making the power shut off and it all kind of like comes together. It slowly all comes together and it's really, really cool way. Um, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a really, uh, really well written movie. 
Um, I think that's yeah. its greatest strength is, uh, and the visuals like the CG is, is not wonky. It, it holds up, but it's not great. It's not perfect. Um, but it, it does the job, uh, for telling this kind of story. Like you could probably tell his story, um, you know, in any kind of era of movie, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, the effects aren't important. It's just, the, it, it's how well the written concept. it is. And yeah, yeah, like the twists and the turns in it. Um, it's, it's excellent. It's a, it's probably a sci-fi a great. It's one of the best sci-fi films I think of the, of the 2010s. Definitely. And I, I think coming in at, uh, at an hour and 40 is so good. It's hour it's 48. Like just long enough. Hour 48. Oh, yeah, on. men was hour forty, and then uh, this was ah, you're right. hour forty eight. <laughs> but it's Doesn't fine. Doesn't feel that, like it though. Well, because you know what, the ending is a little extended. Um, it yeah. feels like the ending is like really drawn out. Um, and uh, and like it's good. It's good. I think it's it really like lands mm. the emotional impact of everything. Yeah, and I feel like uh, like another, like other movie this in a similar way would have just ended with you know, her leaving and you just have like the shot of like Caleb, like trying to break through the whatever and until he like fades or dies or whatever. But, um, it is nice. Uh, it's, um, I like when she gets into the street and you see her through the reflection and she just like disappears into the crowd. Uh, I, like I love me- that. I like the, like the, the shadows, like the, the shot mm-hmm. was upside down, but the shadows were right side up. Yeah, and that was like really cool at the end. There's really cool like visual cinematography things that they do in both of these movies that I think are really mm-hmm. cool. Um, uh, this one is a little more simple cinematography, but then there's like yeah, like that sequence at the end. The ending is really really cool. Um, and just overall, there's really beautiful shots and like beautiful landscapes. Um, mm-hmm. and just, yeah, actually, there is beautiful cinematography in both of these movies. I think you just see the 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 I think the budget's probably a little higher in men. Um, yeah, the I, I I think the and the, I mean they both have this because of the location they choose, but I've more so Ex Machina would just it, it relies on its like uh, set design. I feel like to mm-hmm. to accentuate the cinematography where you have everything is supposed to be this modern lab, so you have all these like light bars. Everything has got light bars. Everything is oh, minimal, clean, the lighting is really cool and, uh, and kind of iconic yeah, but, and pretty iconic for twenty fourteen. Um, yeah and so you have that and that really dri- like having that setting and already that dr- that helps drive this like the cinematography uh through the film to give it this like kind of uh um like kind of wash because you've got so much blooming from all of the bright lights and everything but at the same time um uh being confined with the claustrophobia of how tight the halls and everything are it gives you um uh, like this really this like unique feel to it because you have uh, like crawl oh, there's so many like dolly crawls uh really accentuating like the eeriness of of uh like a situation for Caleb um and it really works well and to go to go with that the way that this is shot uh I really love how they use Caleb's perspective from Ava as uh as a way to shoot the film like Oscar Isaac obviously he's he's kind of a dick throughout the movie but if you take the step back of just like, these aren't real people. These are, he, these are creations that he's trying to make to make a final, whatever, like it's, you know, you're not killing a person. It's just a robot when it comes down to it. But then between uh, Caleb's interactions with Ava and she starts to very warp his perspective of um, uh, Nathan throughout the film, uh, then the, the cinematography and the way that the editing and everything shot is in that perspective where it's, uh, 
do you have that like painted as a villain kind of thing and and i really like how that's uh, how that's shot and how it's uh uh, um like between the drunk scenes of nathan or like the how he even does his like workout stuff or whatever it always feels like there's like another layer of like him being like a bad person on top of it because of that uh it's not it's really just very well done extremely well done uh yeah yeah there's there's a lot going on but it's like you know very quiet and it's not slow paced it's kind of paced well um but you know there's not a lot there's no action really until the end until you get towards the end um um a lot you know it's just all conversations and learning about nathan and nathan like it's more it's like a lot of learning about nathan like we don't really learn a lot about caleb other than that he's just kind of experience. He's kind of like our, um, you know, our uh, um, representative in this world. Like, you know, uh, he's just kind of like a blank slate. Other than that, he's smart. You know, he knows coding. He taught, He brings it up several times. Like, I'm really good at coding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he, and he lost his parents at 15. They make it like a thing to help. It was like one of the Yeah, that was, yeah that's true. We do learn that. Yes, that is true. Like no girlfriend. Um, he was like easy target susceptible for the test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he realizes that he's kind of just a rube um, in all this. And like, uh, he's not special. He wasn't selected because he's special or whatever. And, um, and then it kind of makes sense that you know, why he was tricked into doing this and you think that they're he's gonna asshole nathan's gonna be able to stop it and his hubris you know gets the better of him and uh it's and then also caleb that thinks he's won there's this moment where caleb's like yeah i got you i've won and uh and then ava's like nah you just stay here she just says wait here and uh will you stay yeah will you stay will you stay and he doesn't. He doesn't even respond. He just does stay. He doesn't move because yeah. he's kind of frightened and scared. And, well, he just uh, got knocked out by Nathan. He was that's right. Up. He's just woken up. That's right. He's just woken up. And then she just, you know, shuts him out. Um. Yeah. What a fucking way to end it. Well, honestly, just like a classic, classic way to end it. Um. Yeah, I love. It this does film. feel like that. Yeah, it definitely feels like a like that. How you're saying, definitely, it's like a modern classic of the 2010s. Like it, 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 uh, it has so much stuff that like like you can get that same feeling. I know you brought up Blade Runner, but just like that kind of moments of slow eeriness. But it's done yeah, so sci-fi horror. Well and, yeah, yeah. Just like, I can see classic horror movies or and, um, where there's like that crazy twist. Or like mm-hmm. I think of other horror classics of the of our time, like. Uh, like hereditary or something where there's like that the twist at the end and it just hits like it's like rosemary's baby or you know it's like timeless it feels kind of timeless the the way that it hits you mm-hmm. um because it's just because it's dope um it just feels like fresh and unique but also uh, but also it's fr- it's like forward but but timeless like there's something about it that yeah, yeah. reminds me of old classics just the way that it hits you and um it's just well written so well written Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have much else to say about it. I don't know if we mentioned that Oscar Isaac is Nathan. It plays Nathan. Uh. And this is one of my favorite roles of his. Um. Especially because of how much fun he has. Uh. Just being this ass. This rich genius asshole. Um. And 
going to see. Yeah, uh, I think I saw this after I saw, like, I don't know. Him and the, the Force Awakens was the first thing that I remember seeing him in, or at least, like, noting who he was. This is Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron. And then I, I think I saw this after, because I believe it does come after. And uh, can someone double-check me on that? Um, I'm looking right now. And uh, and then I saw this, and he's just like this, you know, foul mouth, dirty asshole. And uh, he's just like, so, oh, he's got a range. This guy's got range. So it came out, The Force Awakens came out after Ex Machina. Oh, like, well, then maybe that's the, how the he got year. it, gone in there. Yeah, it was well, uh, I guess he's probably, for Force yeah, Awakens. Yeah, he's probably already shooting it, but. Because this would, if this came out in 2014, they would have been shooting it in 2012, 2013, and then if uh, Star Wars yeah. came out in 2015, they would have been shooting it around 2013, 2014. Yeah. So it would have been like it must have just been like right at the thing where hey, we got this guy. He he has this new. He got cast in this A24 film that's like testing well or whatever, and then it just they just start throwing his name up and around, and they're like, oh, we're looking for a new up, a new face for Star Wars. Yeah, up and comer. Yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah, that would be Oscar Isaac. And then the next um, year, he got X Men Apocalypse playing Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, that movie sucked. Um, uh, it was not good. Then, uh, well, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff since, and uh, but it's it's pretty cool. This, this is kind of uh, one of the earlier things I've seen him in, and he's so good in it. He's so good. <laughs> Everybody's good in it. The only thing that I would say, uh, Alicia Vikander is all. This is obviously the other thing I know her from. I know Donald Gleason from uh, Harry Potter. Um, Star Wars as well. <laughs> also in Star Wars. Hux. Yeah, he's General Hux. That's right. He's yeah. awesome, actually. He's probably one of my favorite. As much as the new trilogy is pretty uh, mediocre, um, he's one of the better things about it. Um, oh, he's great. He's He might be one of the best things about it, even. Um, I mean, Oscar Isaac's great, too, in, in that. But uh, there's something about I love the hammy, campy performance. Um, but he, he's good in this and he's great, but, uh, but like his accent kind of, maybe cause I'm not used to him, you know, from Harry Potter and stories, like not used to hearing him talk, uh, yeah. with an American accent. And he, he specifically says he's from New York. Um, he says he's lives in New York, but he grew up in Oregon. Oh, 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 oh yeah. But I was going to say when he says he's from New York, I swear he puts a New York accent on it. Just a very slight one, and then when he says, right when he says he's from, grew up in Portland, like a minute later, it switches to like off to like just a generic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. That would be my only nag on the the acting at all in the movie is is his accents feels inconsistent. Um, Riss pointed it out, but she just kept like she was like, oh maybe it's because uh you know um Harry Potter. I'm used to hearing him from Harry Potter. Um. That could but be yeah, as well. But I yeah, I like him. I like him as an actor, so I'm just glad. I'm glad. Glad he's around. Um he's in that one uh, time travel movie. I think it's called About Time. Uh that's really good. It's very sweet and sad. Uh like uh he's like able to travel back in time uh and he finds out his dad can too and then he just like you know, you know how like the the Futurama time travel shit gets all sad in the end of the series. It's like that kind of mm-hmm. feeling to it. It's really good though. He's really good in it. Um so other things to p- talk about the score is really good score is really good in both of these movies but this one's particular is very good um and just like overall I, there's not really like any complaint uh really the movie the the runtime is nice um it kind of 
it's paced well. Um, mm. it's super, it's super well, it's obviously the, the best quality is it's writing and that kind of just lifts up everything else. Um, and mm. it, it just, and it has just a vibe. It's very vaporwave. Um, I think that that like people will look back at this movie as kind of an example of, of, uh, of it Blade Runner 20, um, uh, what a 2049. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, 2077 there's all these fucking sci-fi things with, with years and i can't keep yeah. them all straight anymore um <laughs> but uh but yeah, that one as well the blade runner sequel um uh, i don't know it, it, i really like it and uh, i'm ready to score it if you have unless you have anything else you want to talk about uh yeah well i was just uh reading on here while you were talking they used fifteen thousand tungsten lights on the soundstage they sh- shot on to give like that that the hallway light look and everything to keep so they didn't have to use fluorescent lights uh like tube lights and anything so they used like these little p lights that's crazy it's, it looks so good yeah wow that's interesting that's interesting why didn't they want to use fluorescence tubes uh fluorescence flicker on on screen and then uh and then they also give like a green cast like our eyes don't see it really uh sometimes we can depending on the but for the most part our eyes won't see it but cameras pick up the green a lot more and with one of your main characters like half in a green screen suit uh, I imagine that in the flickering is just a no go. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow, that's see, that's why you're here to give us these kind of facts. See that, folks? We got an expert here. Um, I know something. <laughs> yeah, at least a thing or two about a thing or two. Um, what? Uh, all right. Were you ready to score it or? Sure. What do you got? I'm torn. I'm. I'm. I. I want to say four and a half, but I feel like it deserves a five. But I. I feel like at the same time, it. It. I they get movies I've given five I, I I I've come out a lot more like ah about so I'm like torn between the two and I was hoping by the time we we discussed it I would I would settle in but so I'm I, I I've already had this rated on Letterboxd as a uh, as a four and a half um and I also am wondering the same thing um I think I'm gonna just stay at four and a half I don't. Yeah. Um. I think maybe it just feels the movie does feel small and like claustrophobic. I know it's supposed to, but it, it's like kind of like it's like a dread. Like maybe you learn this from dread, like how to make a a small budget film feel big. Um. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think that is a is 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 my only real reason. Yeah, I I could agree with that. Uh, I was just looking at this. It's only a fifteen million dollar budget. It's honestly higher than I thought it was. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm looking at it too. I'm looking at uh, that is true. Probably five million of that went to just the VFX though. Uh, if they because they they do look really good for the time, and and they were probably went with like a like Weta or some high like high end uh, uh production thing for it. But yeah, there's eight hundred VFX shots in this movie. And they all had to be real, half of them had to be rotoscoped. That's nuts. Yeah, you can notice it some on uh, on some of the things, and you can like sometimes she looks different when she's in CG mode. Like her face looks a little different than yeah. uh, than when she's in like she has a wig on or something, and they don't have to use mm-hmm. any. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, then, like I, 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 everyone in the, these three, the three of the main cast have gone on to successful careers i even believe that sonoya mizuno plays kyoko um i've seen and i know she's had like uh she's been working pretty consistently since then 
Um, yes, yeah, so she was in Annihilation, Beauty. Uh, yeah, she Beauty was in Annihilation. Crazy Rich right. Asians. I gotta see Crazy Rich Asians. I heard so much about it when it came out. Like a lot of people I know that saw it, like from like my LA friends, said it was really good. I just never got around to it. Yeah, I've also heard that too. It's been on my list. I want to see that and the the. Uh, oh, what the fuck is it called? The it's it's not the arrival, is it? So now I'm just Arrival thinking with, of uh, Arrival. Yes. Uh, with Amy Adams. Uh, the, the Aquafina movie. The Aquafina movie? What's the Aquafina movie? Shang-Chi? No, no, not that one. But yes, that actress. Um, It's an A24 movie. movie. The Farewell. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's an A twenty four. It's uh, like you know, she's in it. I don't know if it's her movie, um, but it is a, a a movie that I've wanted to see that is um, has an all Asian cast. Um, but all right, so yeah, I'm sticking with a four and a half with Ex Machina. Though I still stand by, you know, it's like kind of like when you think of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like I don't know why I keep thinking of that, but like that those examples of small movies that's like hit evil dead or or whatever like they just hit so hard because like the the writer the director the style it just it like it's something is nailed and resonates with people it doesn't matter that it's small like it's a small movie but still at the end of the day that kind of does limit it in some way um it like prevents it from from the link being perfect i guess i don't know i don't know if if i'm making sense but no, no, I, I, I definitely uh, get that, and I agree. Um, it is, it is, it's so close to being like a wow, your socks off five, but it, uh, uh, but I, at the same time, I don't think I would change anything about this. I feel like it fits yeah, like how it is in its best form, um, and whether that's a four and a half or five, I don't think it matters because it's still like it's going to be a movie that is, it is you need to watch this if you want to get into like well done sci fi, especially indie sci fi. Um, of like how to do minimal characters, minimal location, uh, and make it fucking enticing, uh, eerie, and wanting you to like want more f- as the film's going on. Um, all right, all right. Well, let's move on. Let's uh talk men. about men. Um, so. Men, 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 men. I feel like I shouldn't do it too much, or I'll get like copyrighted. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've been. I used that joke so much during this week because even before we watched it, I just kept doing that like, and uh, to get us all excited. Um, and we watched it. Uh, actually, we ended up watching it this morning. Um, like early this morning, and uh. And I really did. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I this so if you the movie, Ex Machina, it's got great you know reviews. Everyone considers it a, a kind of a classic. But his movies since Annihilation and Men, as well as his show Devs, I've seen get very mixed reviews. Um, and kind of like everyone kind of settling on that they're you know that they're good, but they might not you know they're not as good as Ex Machina. And uh, I've not seen Devs, but I would like to regardless. Um, but I have seen Annihilation. And that is kind of how I felt about Annihilation is like it's good, but not great. And ultimately, Men is kind of in that territory for me. Um, it's definitely not a bad movie at all. 
it is definitely nowhere near a bad movie. Let's just get that right out of the way. Cause you know how, if I have to, if like it, it, this happens a lot in episodes where you like, you really, really like a movie and I just like a movie. And then I have to like spend the time talking about the critiques and, and you got to have to spend it defending and it turns into me versus you on it. And I don't want yeah. that to be the case. And I think even me and Riss were talking about it and had like small disagreements, but ultimately we kind of felt the same about the movie um, that we liked it, but it was it might not. We didn't may not loved it. Um, so, anyways, let I just need to preface this with all that. Um, but I did like it, and uh, but there is, I uh, I think a lot of the critiques that I've seen about it um, is that it is kind of shallow. Uh, it has like all it really says is all men are bad, and it doesn't really go anything deeper than that. It it people pointed it out as a movie about feminism made by a man. Um, and this is the same exact critique that people said about last night in Soho. If I don't know if you remember, I think I said this, mm-hmm. I brought it up in last night in Soho. Um, this movie is much fucking better than last night. in Soho. last oh, night, I Oh, I hated, I like, I strongly disliked <laughs> to dog. I'll shit. Yes. Dog shit. All right. Was, dog, was, yeah. Worst film. Dog shit movie. Yeah. Might be. Yeah. Edgar Wright's worst film. Uh, it did give us Matt Smith and, and brought him to more, to Morbius. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, if it got Matt Smith paid, I'm cool with it. But other than that, um, that movie sucks. This movie's much better, but I feel like uh, it made that critique is is bound to come up, and uh, it does. I think it does ring true, but not to the. This movie is not. Um, I don't know. It it kind of is a um, quintessential indie horror, modern indie horror. You know, kind of by the numbers a little bit. Um, it's it's kind of like I think I just I reviewed it on Letterboxd and I kind of tried to review it in one sentence and it is Get Out. It is Get Out about feminism made by a man, <laughs> and uh, and uh, that is and that's kind of really what you what we got. Um, I don't think I think that it, it it tries to play some of the same notes as Get Out. And it doesn't hit quite as hard. It doesn't like get out has so much more going on on than just white people bad. Like you talk, like it really deals with like the different kind of ways and like the sunken place and like, um, you know, the neoliberal kind of shit. And like the, the girlfriend is like a, the known kind of thing. And like the whole, the way they're trying to become black people, they're not just like killing them or something. Like they're taking them over their bodies. Like, there's a lot going on, and I think this is there. There is themes here for sure, um, and uh, but I think at its core, maybe that it, that I'm just not getting it, or people like people at large are not just seeing it past its surface level thing. Um, that all men are the same, because that is the core. That is the Rory Kinnear, uh, who has a great performance in this movie. He's excellent in this perform uh, in his performance. Jesse Buckley is too the 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 main lead. Um, and, uh, but he plays a bunch of characters in this town. They're all like the same guy. And, uh, and it's kind of saying like all men are the same. They're shit. They're all shitty. All the guys that look like this are shitty. And, uh, but then, you know, it kind of goes further than that, but that is what it is at its core. Um, 
and uh, it works. It's funny as hell. Uh, it's creepy as hell. This movie, it's not really like fun. It's pretty disturbing actually, but there are moments where you will laugh uh, because of like the ridiculousness of some of the shit going on, kind of in the way of a Jordan Peele movie. Um, uh, I don't know. I'll pass it back to you. I've been going for a while because I know you, I want to hear like what you love about this movie uh, or like about this movie. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's very Jordan Peele-esque. Respect. I definitely see that. I definitely see that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, I thought this movie was great. I had a great time with it. And I know it's like disturbing and, and, and has a lot of like, like bad themes and stuff about it. But it, when I, it was, it was a great time in the sense of just like the whole movie. I, I would say from like the, after the first half hour, once the setup is already done, I'm just in excited and waiting for like shit going down. Like once we saw the dude at the end of the tunnel, when she was doing her, her, her echo song, which was super cool. Yeah. I, lo- um, I really like that part. I, I love that. They made that part of the score for the rest of the movie too. Uh, it's super like, uh, like it's a very like iconic kind of score sound uh, that you you hear it and you immediately know oh like that, that would be from men, um, but once yeah once you saw the dude in the tunnel because he wasn't the naked man at the end of the tunnel he he was wearing some clothes like you saw a jacket flowing, uh, and then it got to the naked man it was just like I was just what the fuck is going on yeah and I yeah. just want to know more yeah no, and, uh, at that point it was a really good setup it was super good setup. And then it just it, like every scene, it just kept me going. Like I just want to know more. I want to know why this dude is looks the same everywhere. I want to know because I was curious if they were going to explain it in the story or they're just going to leave it up for interpretation. Um, they do explain. They, it. I feel like they, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the, I love that the way that they cut it with the flashback, like as, like, she as she is dealing with the uh, her like post relationship uh, stuff we see it as she's dealing with it in flashbacks, which is nice. Um, and in the, this, the, the whole setup of just like, why, like, why are the dudes like, as soon as she like immediately like curbs, their advances are just like fucking weird about it. And then you got all the, like the, the religious symbolism stuff with the garden of Eden and the apple and like the, in the yeah. church, they've got, like the, the yeah. green man pedestal. And on the back is like that, uh, like the, the thing stretching its genitals open. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so it's like there's definitely more themes than I'm able to, but I was like into the whole like aesthetic and theme of it. And then once it goes full like thriller at the house after she leaves the pub, it's just awesome. Like, it, I was on my edge of my seat the entire thing, just waiting and wondering what like how it gonna go, what it was gonna do. It was just done, it was done like horror slasher so well in that like last like 25 minutes, uh moment and like with all the lights flickering out and he changes to like the different guys and stuff uh uh i i thought that the uh um the gore was was justified and done very well yeah even if it is like very unsettling yeah um, yeah yeah the the uh, well, we're gonna get to the ending sequence because that is yeah. the most buck wild part of the movie I, like I, screaming I we s- were screaming we were screaming yeah loud. kylie hit her face and i and i know you can see my face i was just the entire time like so like couldn't look away but could not like speak or move i was just so like appalled but like in it it was just uh uh I, the, the whole visual is just insane so like like i don't want to say cool but just like interesting um uh and it's just in like the the layers of the whole thing where it's like the uh uh the way i took it at least was the um like 
women and religion and, and a lot in like the Bible and all that things are like blamed for like uh, uh, like the sins of man. Like 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 we are, um, like it comes to like the whole like like hijab thing where it's like uh, uh, like men can't control themselves, so women have to. Yeah, like, yeah, I was talking stuff. about that. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, and so I kind of got like with everybody like gaslighting her into thinking it's her fault that the dude killed her husband killed himself. Uh, and all that stuff of just like, well, you're not, you know, you're not looking at it from like the incel like defense, essentially, you're not looking at it from the man's perspective or whatever. Um, like, at least that's what I thought that was all saying. And then when you mixed in like the green man thing, uh, that got a little more confusing with me because I know green man symbols like rebirth and then the ending has all that rebirthing. Um, that I'm a well, little, it's like I the cycle I'm... of I well, that's one of the things I got is that the cycle of uh, like each generation, like men just, you know, get this teach each other the same habits you know like yeah, it's okay. still like yeah. it's uh the the these toxic traits are passed down you know generationally mm -hmm. like a kid sees their dad do it and they do it and like it just you know it um and then it becomes like uh it's it throughout like uh the green man is like repo you know populating and keeps uh like there's more and more as, as the movie goes on there's more and more uh of these guys um yeah. And, uh, that's what I kept, that's what I thought at first was like the green one was birthing them all. Like, and, mm -hmm. and then we find out that it's like the same guy changing or whatever. But then they were like yeah. in the bar though, there was like how many of them at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. so it's like obviously more complicated than that. Um, yeah, I like, I like that. that uh, no, I do like that. See, the, these are the things I didn't have an issue with. I think the things I did have an issue with is I think, uh, the whole James storyline, while visually uh, really cool, um, I think the the scene itself and the content of it were pretty trite, um, like kind of basic and like things that have been hit on the head a million times uh, in like recent years, and um, and not like it not it's not terrible or anything, but it, I think mm. it's not not great or it's not saying anything new, and I think that's everybody's yeah. kind of problem with the movies. It's not saying anything new. And it, it just kind of nails its uh, the 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 few things it is saying it nails so hard and its imagery its symbolism um, are are really 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 good its cinematography is excellent its uh, score is excellent the obviously we said Jesse Buckley and Roy Kinnear oh, are fantastic so they're both fantastic uh, we'll have to do thinking of ending things on here um, or did we do it before. No, I've never seen that. You never seen I'm thinking of ending things. It's a Charlie Kaufman uh -huh. movie. But she that she's in it and she and Charlie Kaufman's who did Synecdoche. So we I mean, of course we're going to do Synecdoche on here someday. So maybe that's what we'll pair it with. It's on Netflix. Um but anyways, um they're really great. There's just a lot of great going on. I think that and I, and I think I don't think the movie's shallow. I think when people look into the what the green man represents and uh apparently the woman carving is called Sheila Nagig and I don't know if I'm a jig a gig I'm not I don't know if I'm saying that right but it's also a carving that's all over churches and architecture in Europe you know, from centuries ago um and there's you know you're right there's something going on with the church and the boy the vicar and the boy um and it's like interesting that they're they're uh they're paired together um and the boy is a little I, asshole. I'm like, there's this, uh, the, the, the CG face on the boy was, it was not great at first. Yeah, then, that was, that was, 
It was not great, did. but it kind of was like funny, and it just like I didn't care. Um, yeah. And then uh, the uh, but in the house in the dark, it it wasn't so bad. Yeah, the um, it was jarring at first. I was definitely like like it's definitely a CGI face, and then I was trying to be like like it. It kind of looks like the guy, but honestly, the weird angle coming from like behind the the um like the the the, the house um uh, made it kind of like weird or whatever. But uh, there was one thing I saw online that had that I thought was like a cool take on it, and that was that the Harper Lee character is supposed to represent like Lilith, um, like Adam's first wife who wanted to be treated equal, so she left, and then he created uh, his obedient wife from his, or God created his obedient wife from his rib or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and like having that as like a as like a thought for the whole movie also like kind of explains more of the like it gives it more of like a mother feel um, from Aronofsky. Uh, which I think is kind of cool, but it's also just layered in like the modern sense of just kind of like that, like the like incel reaction to to women rejection and stuff. Um, but I think that was weaved in well. I think that the uh, the concepts are cool, but I agree with you that the the uh, my big dislike during the flashback scenes was that it was just very much no complexity, just straight up. And I don't mean to say it's generic, but just like if you leave me, I'm gonna I kill do. myself. Like, yeah, like, I, uh, uh, and like that is a thing. Like people have generic kinds of fights, but yeah. I don't know. It just didn't say anything new, and I think uh, I feel like it could have been more complex and add it, have it be more deeper. Let me dig to find more of the of the thickness of it, rather than just spelling it out straight up. Like this is an incel. This is a this is him trying to emotionally manipulate. Um. Where it's like obviously that is a thing and whatever, but that that uh, it doesn't feel as real be when it's put out so generically on the screen. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, um, and well, I don't know. I liked the way it looked. I didn't like. Oh yeah, the whole James. Oh, visually, yeah. The whole James plot. Um, I just like I got. I understood like it was important for the movie. Well, like everyone was blaming the whole thing was everyone was blaming her for her his death. Like they're trying to get, like you said, gaslight her into accepting that she was the, you know, what drove him. Like she's at fault. She's guilty. Yeah. And, 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 and she's responsible. Um, and there's like a thing about control. Like she's trying to control, you know, her own life. And like mm-hmm. these men are trying to mm-hmm. manipulate her into doing what they want. Um, yeah. Like coer- whether it's coerce or like, um or whatever like he because like she's like what do you want from me and he's like love and it's just like that's you know not fair like if she has to give in she can't mm-hmm. have her be herself you know she has to give her uh, up herself to this whim yeah um, that ties it back in with like the lilith and eve thing too with that which is cool oh another thing i saw um, theme wise is the apple doesn't fall far from the tree um is it, like that goes uh-huh. back with the generational um like the gen- like how it is taught to you know we it it goes on generations and I think that's with the birth thing at the mm-hmm. end is like um the son yeah, passes now- it the, the father passes these these things on to the son it's te- it's yeah. taught you know it's not Sins just of the father yeah and it's not just genetic it's like taught mm-hmm. um the yeah now having you said that though like I I I'm I was very like confused, but in with the ending, but clearing that up, I love that now. And I love that they, uh, like when her friend shows up, um, I don't know if there's supposed to be a significance of her being pregnant too, like after all that birthing, but, uh, I love that all the blood stains of everything are still there as if all that shit happened. 
for real rather than it being like a i was afraid that it was going to be one of those like it was all like hallucinatory or just like it was her inner struggle like like being okay with the fact that it's not her fault that her her ex-husband killed himself uh but i loved like having all the residue and everything left over the next morning it was just like pure insanity and it was all real yeah i wasn't sure what the the heart twirling the green man leaf at the end but maybe if the green man is supposed to symbolize rebirth like it was supposed to be like she killed you know she killed her past she had to physically kill james with an axe to accept like what happened and move on from Mm -hmm. it like she that she didn't do it you know like that it was him and you know like it, it it's i think it's really interesting um like there's even a there was a moment with the knife uh and the vicar in, in the house and um she had it like he was uh, like trying to like paw at her crotch and she put the knife mm-hmm. like at his throat but the the handle of the knife was right at her crotch and then she like couldn't do it um and then she then after that after he like tries to like rape her he yeah. uh she stabs him in the stomach and it's like there's something going on, like a phallic, like uh, symbol, and like taking control, and like she was like impotent in that moment, and then she kind of like mm-hmm. uh, is able to do it. I don't know. I don't know what it all means, but there's something being said. Tons of symbolism, for, um, in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of, but it, I think it all like ba- builds to these, you know, it's pretty. These themes that don't say like I don't know speak to a whole lot uh, new about the the female experience, um, but I think it's just an interesting way to to to, to tell it, um, mm-hmm. and I think you can kind of turn like you don't turn your brain off because there's so much to think about in the movie, but it's it just basically boils down to um, that uh that men are bad all men are bad <laughs> uh or just men are bad um for like whatever reasons the because uh, our patriarchal society um i don't know i think i think like at the end of the day uh i liked it i didn't love it um i think it's good but not great um uh, i think it could be great i think it has great things about it i think there's a lot of mm. good and um there's a lot i like about it it was and i think it was, was very entertaining it was a good watch it was an easy watch uh, but there's like something missing from it for me that's like doesn't put it on the level of ex machina um mm-hmm. and uh yeah yeah i think um i agree that it does, it's not on the level of ex machina um i feel like that movie with the themes and everything feels more complete uh, I can definitely see the shallowness take on this, although I would disagree. Um, I feel like it's uh, like I, like some reviews I had seen online after watching it just felt like knee jerk reaction reviews of just like, yeah, oh, I guess all men I are think bad some then. of that and too. It's like, people need to like simmer on it a little bit too, because it. it's not. Yeah, like while in this case it is saying like like all the men in this movie are bad. Um, I don't think the case of the movie is that men in general are bad. I think no, but like, like we have all we have like all ingrained like talk like traits that are are, yeah. are bad because of like it's taught over you know hundreds and thousands of years. Yeah, um, and you combine that with like the that aspect of in in like religion like uh, like religion and past and stuff like that like uh, uh like there's a line in Corinthians that's all about uh like women are not allowed to speak in the church and they're only supposed to learn things from their husbands and stuff um and just like having this work as an allegory uh for like that kind of stuff i think works well if you if you if you really want to 
like actually like take the movie like like go deep on the movie uh so to speak but but uh i don't think you should just have like the knee-jerk reaction of just like all men are bad and then like that's what the movie is because to me at least it's so much deeper and so much more than that uh i, I think that the, i see i i don't i don't think i think the difference between this and ex machina is ex machina has like multiple themes that all kind of build together and they all feel like fleshed out enough uh and like this feels like one main theme that we're hitting over and over again in different in like some different ways um and like any there are some like tangential or peripheral themes themes and things but they don't feel like uh like fully fleshed out enough fully earned um Mm. i don't know what the proper thing would be but um but I think that's the difference. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't, I think the, the critique that this is shallow is harsh, but I don't mm. think it is also like, I get the critique of it being pretentious. Uh, like it's because I feel like pretension is usually associated with stuff that uh, gets weird and abstract for its own, like up its own ass for like mm. not a, a, a real like reason. Like it has no depth with what it's truly saying, but it's a lot of, like a lot to say a little, I guess, actually is yeah, the best yeah. way to say it. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it, do, I don't think that, I don't know if I feel that way either. I can see it, but I don't know if I like, I think it makes it suck or anything. I think that's why I think I'm landing where I'm landing on it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I think, it, I think it's worth considering, but all, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think if this was stretched out any longer, it would start to feel like it's up its own ass. Um, I think the runtime grants it a lot of uh, grants the film and like itself, like a lot of, a lot of help Um, being an hour and 40. It's it's a, it's a quick watch, uh, especially nowadays. But, um, but yeah, I could see if it started going more like holding on things longer, trying to uh, go more in the, like the, the abstract stuff to like slow down the plot or whatever. Cause it's like, like you said, it is, I I 100% agree that it is the, between Ex Machina and this that this is just this is like one or two themes or whatever just hammering over and over again, um, and I feel like if you just and it's entertaining, just, it's just you know. it is, but it's entertaining. I might feel like it, what helps it a lot being entertaining is it being an hour and forty minutes. If this was yeah. even two hours, I feel like I think it would start I would feel like it's, yeah, it's up you its would own feel ass. thin. Yeah, it would fit. You would feel how thin it is much more. I didn't feel yeah. like, and I liked the runtime. At risk, said that she thought the second half felt longer to her really? um, than she thought the first half. She's the. I like the. We, we like the first half a lot better. We thought it was set up super duper well, and then we just didn't oh, like ultimately great. what the movie. I think en- ended up with, but I like and I like the ending too. Like we were like, I don't know. There's a lot to like, but, uh, um, but um, I don't know. It just falls short in some way. Um, with like, its I message, see it. with its messages and and, and yeah. the things like we're, we've been talking, the things we've been talking about. Um, there was yeah, something like I a- had on the tip of my tongue, and now I'm I'll pass it back to you, but but go ahead. I was gonna say uh, I feel like this is a kind of a movie where if you break it down scene by scene, it's great. Like each each individual scene or section, other than like the the dialogue and the flashbacks. Uh, are like these really great, visually striking, uh, like crazy, like really interesting tones or whatever. But as a whole, like it's like the 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 whole is lesser than the sum of its parts. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, yeah. In that aspect, um, like I like oh. I said, it's I think it works for me still. But uh, but like mm-hmm. I, I I totally get uh, like that other aspect of it. 
So, okay, I remember what I was going to say. So, uh, back to the, the Get Out thing. Um, the friend is literally Rod from Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> she has the same role. She shows up at the end. She doesn't save the day or anything, but she like mm-hmm. has that role. There's a twist of her being pregnant at the end, which I think is is interesting. Um but uh but like you know, she is the same thing and uh um I don't know, like there was just like uh, it had so many beats of modern horror films. Um, and I liked, I liked it better than some, like I would say, all right, I feel like uh, before we give scores, this will be a fun game. Did you like this better than lamb? Oh God. Yeah. Infinitely better than lamb. I didn't like lamb very much. I didn't hate lamb, but I, I like this better. Boring. I like this better than lamb. Did you like this better than pig? I liked Pig a lot, but it, they're different. They're two different kind of movies, though. They uh, are, but they but they have the same kind of like scope a bit. Um, it's because it, Pig is so slow and and full of heart, and this is horror. But I don't know because Pig, I, Pig is I think one of my fives. Uh, oh, you have Pig I, a five? I, I, That's crazy. No, it might have been four. Or no, I can't remember. It might have been a four and a half. It was. I really liked Pig. Okay, what about um, um what about uh? Uh, Mandy. Oh, I loved Mandy, but I would put this about on the same. Uh, like I, I understand, like later having sat on it for like a year or two or so. Um, you know, Mandy has some really dull, long moments. Uh, but I would say I like this about as much as I like Mandy. All right. What about uh? Oh, what about Midsummer? Oh, Midsummer is an easy. I one. never saw it. Oh, what I. I Right, I have I asked you to watch it because we've watched several. things. Yeah, we're, we're we're gonna have to do it. We'll have to do. I know it's a long boy. We'll have to do Ari Oster soon. Not if we don't do the just don't do the director's cut. Um, but that's uh, like three and a half hours, right, or three hours. So yeah, something like that. Um, it's a Snyder moment. Uh yeah yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm right. I'm I'm. I feel like I had more things to compare it to, but now oh us. What about us? Oh, I haven't seen it. I only saw Us once in theaters. Um, I remember just being kind of let down by the ending of Us. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I might like this better. I think it's on I mean, the... I, I think I Us. like Us better, but I think that they're on a similar, maybe similar kind of level. Um, all right. All right. Well, uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about with men? Uh, I, I, li- I wanted to talk about the cinematography. It is not shot anamorphic, but it looks like it. Oh, oh, I really like how the color. Uh, the, the I really like how it's colored. The, the greens green. really yeah. pop. Yeah, the way that the uh, the bokeh, uh, like the out of focus sections, um, whenever you're on like the close ups and the trees in the background, it just felt like it had that like anamorphic distortion to it and real dreamy, even though it's shot spherically. And it, uh, I just really, I, I love the look of it. It was, um, I, I'm more of a fan of widescreen like cinemascope. Uh, but if like a 16 by nine movie, it's like blowing me away visually. It's like really says something. I don't, I don't know why I'm like that. I just, but I prefer the, the black bars. This was great. I really enjoyed the way this looked, the way this lit. I loved all the red in the house to contrast the green outside. Um, it, uh, it was just really good. It was very, it looked, it felt, well, oh, big. It I felt will high, say like it was dark. I, I feel like once it got really dark, it was hard to see shit. And like I don't know if it was really? on our, if it was our TV or what, but 
Um, mm. It was like got muddy. The, the it got really muddy when it was uh, super dark, um, and you just couldn't see everything. And in, in the house it was like everything was red and black and blacks and browns. Yeah, no, oh, I I don't I didn't have that issue on my end. I was I was going to say I really love the silhouettingness of the of the dark stuff at the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, no, the, I saw stuff. that that was purposeful at some points. Like it was meant to be like, yeah, silhouettes and stuff, but there were like parts where we were trying to see and we couldn't tell what was going on. And uh, yeah, my, I don't know if that might've been a TV or if that's just how it is, but um, I'd be curious if you watched it, just like a scene or two uh, at my house and see if it, what it looked like for you. Um, um, all right. Well, yeah. I'm ready to score this bad boy. All right, hit me with what you got. I'm curious. I was torn between a three and a three and a half, and I think I think talking about it made me like it more. I think I'm gonna give it a three and a half. All right, I and I honestly, I I, I see that score. Uh, I I don't have any qualms with that because I'm giving it a four. Uh, I can't. I, I, I feel really like it like can't it, be but... any higher. I can't be any higher than a four. That would be illegal, in my opinion. Four uh, makes sense. I, I, I see. F- I can. A four makes sense. Uh, if you're curious, what Riss gave it, she gave it a two and a half. Um, really? But I think we were feeling wow. spicy afterwards. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see once we stew on it. So um, the night we watched it, Kylie gave it a four. But in the morning, she told me that she changed it to a three, and I asked why, and she was like, "Well, I like that. You know, like it was cool at the ending that she like got, uh, you know, like moved on." Like she got over her thing, but it was something. What did she say? Uh, she just like didn't like. Um, ah, fuck. What did she say? Something about how like it was portrayed, like how the ending ended up wrapping up and portraying it. And I don't know if it was like because it cuts to like you, she doesn't. We don't see him kill or her. Kill yeah, James that, or we anything, had an issue with that or, too. We didn't understand how all that what was going on with all that. With yeah. James, like having that weird scene with James, and then like not explicitly having her kill him or not. Hmm. I don't know. I'm assuming that she moves back because she's happy and she survived and and everything at the end. Like by by happy, I just mean like she's not like distraught and upset. She's like excited to see her friend. Uh, and just move. It seems like move on from the whole situation. Um. But yeah, but I I get I get a three and a half. I even get a three. Uh, but I don't think it was bad enough to be below. Yeah, that would that I find that shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's some bad reviews. The letterbox, there's a lot of like ones and, and uh, stuff. People going hard on it, but I think uh, I, people are just trying to be. I don't know, getting spicy. A bunch of neck beards behind the computer. No, it's mostly it's mostly <laughs> uh, wo- woman. Um, oh. I've noticed, and, and again, like that's a fair, you know, that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, no, that's I... what I mean. Like we preface this as a movie about, um, you know, uh, at least uh, maybe not about women, but the message is about how, you know is very pro women, uh, and it's made by a man, and mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna have you know things that come with, come with that, um. And uh, but ultimately, I still think that there it is a solid movie, and it doesn't hurt, and it, and there's nothing problematic about it. And you know, like you could have had a man make a movie about women and just fuck it up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, say yeah. Like, stupid ass, like, ignorant, obnoxious shit. Like there's no, there's up. nothing wrong in that regard. I should have said that earlier. Um, there, like that is all nailed. 
Um, it's just that it doesn't go like much further um, in terms of depth, I guess, is the issue. All right. There you have it. Three and a half. Um, I think that'll wrap it up for this week of Best Boys. Um, you can follow us on uh, Best Boys Film Pod. You can follow me at Slob Thomas on Letterboxd and all the other things. And you can follow him at Corey with a story with a K. Um, and, uh, I believe that's going to do it for this week. I don't think we have anything in the chamber for next week. I gave you a bunch of ideas before. We, about, we had talked about Marcel the Shell, but I don't know if it's going to still be in theaters. Oh, I think actually just, I think it actually might've just came out. We can look that up real quick. Marcel the Shell was released on June 24th. It is currently at AMC Waterfront just at two. And is oh, at well, row. I mean, it is at Row House. Um, that's in Butler Street, right? On Butler Street. Yeah, uh, in Lawrenceville. Uh, we're in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's just playing like once once a day at Row. That's yeah, about to leave then. Yeah. Um, we no, try. Let's, it, no, let's or... do something. Let's do something classic. Um, I we were talking about doing uh something fun, something lighter. If you wanted to do uh, like Pixar, we were talking about. Like we wanted to do down, that, Rat- that, Ratatouille and like Up. Did you see that uh, the guy? I think his name is John. Lennon, he like directed. Uh, he directs a lot of the Pixar stuff, and it's usually always like the real great stuff. And he just had his first non-Pixar related movie come out, and apparently it's not very good. Yeah, I think just I did like hear about that. Too. You cut out on the guy's last name. You said John. I think it's La- John, I think it's Lassiter. Lassen. Oh, Lassiter. Lassiter. That's yeah. I think that's what it is. Um. Well, Ratatouille right, was not directed by him. Um. So we're all right. Well, that's what we're gonna do. Oh, he, we're did, gonna... he did Toy Story one. Toy Story one. Toy Story two. Cars. Cars two. Toy Story is supposed Bugs to be Life. the best one, but I wanted to do something that didn't have a franchise. Um. I think that's more was more interesting to me. Especially one I have not seen either, so that is also interesting to me. Have you seen Ratatouille or Up? I've seen Up a hundred times, and I, I have not seen Ratatouille, though. All right, well, that's good enough. Close enough. Uh, all right, well, that's going to do it for this week's Best Boys. Uh, y'all have a good one. Corey, you have anything else? Obey. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> obey, obey. You leave us some likes and reviews. Bye. Leah.